you're listening to the Delta Godcast, a devotional and conversational podcast for Christian youth. Hello, everybody. My name is Jinho Park, and I am a Delta Elnog leader. Today, we'll be continuing Genesis from chapter 2, and we're going to do all of chapter 2 today. So, I'll start reading from verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created, and the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. When no bush of the field was yet in the land, and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the land, and there was no man to work the ground, and a mist was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. The Lord God planted a garden in Eden, in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and there it divided and became four rivers. The name of the first is the Pishon. It is the one that flowed around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. Delium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is the Gihon. It is the one that flowed around the whole land of Cush. And the name of the third river is the Tigris, which flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in that day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens, and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was no fa- there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon him. And while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. So that's the end of verse 2. That goes from verse 1 to 24. And so we're just going to go over um, some things that were in the uh, passage. Um, starting in the beginning, it talks about how the seventh day God rested. And God resting doesn't imply that he was weary from labor. Um, it's actually um, suggests otherwise because it was so effortless for God. You know, everything was done so easily and just from him speaking. And um, God looks at the at the, what he's created and um, the, the purpose for earth is that it should become his dwelling place. It was not simply made to house his creatures like us. And so 
Um, after, after that, we go right into uh, God creating humans and God first creating man. And he notices that um, when he says in verse 5, no bush of the field was yet in the land, no small plant of the field had yet sprung up. And he noticed that there was no man to work the ground. So this suggested that the lack of growth was related to the absence of a man to irrigate the land, and which be which would be normal um, if we had a front yard or a backyard and we didn't tend to it or didn't take care of it, it would just die. And so the Lord God decided to form a man out of dust from the ground. And um, the verb formed in this uh, passage kind of conveys a picture of a potter fashioning clay into a shape. And so, uh, obviously God being the potter and Adam being the, the clay that he's forming. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And here God breathes um, life, physical, mental, spiritual, into the one he created uh, to hear it and to bear his image. And so... By doing this, God gives humans alone a, a royal and, and priestly status and makes them alone, us alone, in his own image, not any other creature that he's created. And so we move on to um, the garden now, where um, the man is put, Adam is put in the garden, and then it talks about the Garden of Eden that God created for him. And it shows that the abundance of the garden is um, uh, observed by um all the trees that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. But then there are two trees that stick out. And it's the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so it goes on to talk more about Eden. How um, the, a river flows out and divides into four other rivers. And this kind of implies that Eden has a very central location. And the overall picture of Eden basically is that um, it's like a park-like garden and... Um, it's a kind of a divine sanctuary. And so um, the man is put in the garden to work it and keep it. And so this is not the same work that um, is kind of after Adam sinned. This is work before Adam sinned. So um, since this command came before he sinned, um, work didn't come as a result of sin here. Um, it's not something to be avoided. Uh, productive work was part of God's good purpose for man in creation. That was... Um, God's intention as well and it was a good intention before sin and so uh, the man's role was to not only be a gardener but to be a guardian uh, uh, a priest to maintain the sanctity of the garden as part of a kind of a temple as being a divine sanctuary and God's dwelling place and so the Lord God commanded the man and the fact that the command was given to Adam implies that God uh, gave the man a leadership role and so this includes the responsibility to guard and care for all of creation. Um, a role that's also uh, related to the leadership responsibility of Adam for Eve, his wife, as we'll figure out now. Um, or actually in a bit. And so now God talks about Adam, uh, talks about the garden of Eden to Adam, telling him that he can eat from every tree. Um, except from the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And um, he said that if you do eat from it, though, that you shall surely die. And so this is obviously, we don't know what kind of death that is. Um, obviously, he does eat from it. And uh, he doesn't physically die, but 
obviously there is a kind of a death or um, a rupture in the relationship with Adam and Eve and God. And so um, exactly what kind of death that God was referring to is not quite clear here. Uh, but we know that we were he that Adam wasn't supposed to eat from it, but yet he did, and so here he talks about do not eat from it, and so, um, and then it goes on to talk about how um, God started bringing the animals and the birds to Adam, and Adam started giving them names, and by naming the animals, Adam kind of demonstrates his authority over all creatures and that authority that was given to him by God, and so. What happens is when God can't find a helper fit for uh, Adam, he instead creates a woman. And he creates the woman out of um, Adam's own flesh. And this kind of highlights the sense of um, oneness, that the union between man and woman. And so, and when Adam uh, sees this and the woman is brought towards him, he says, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And this kind of sentence actually, uh, um, uh, it uh, kind of points the, the kind of points to the fact that uh, marriage creates the closest of all human relationships, and it's also important to observe that God creates um, only one Eve for Adam, not several, or another Adam, and so this points to heterosexual monogamy, which is um, one spouse, one significant other that is of the other sex. And so if you're a man, you have to be a woman. And if you're a woman, it has to be a man. And so and this is the divine pattern for marriage that God has kind of established at creation. And moreover, the, the kinship between husband and wife creates um, obligations that override even duty to one's parents. Um, which is in verse 24, that therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife. And so um, when a man leaves his parents and takes his wife, they shall become one flesh, it said in this one flesh became being one unit. It's a union of man and woman. And so this is what uh, this is what basically God was um, intending for a man and woman to have this relationship. And so to be this um, union, to be one together. And so um, that's it for chapter two. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, I look forward to teaching you more in the upcoming sessions. Let's uh, do a quick prayer. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We uh, thank you for continuing to show us um, you and your personality and your creation, dear Lord. Um, through everything that you've created, and, uh, through everything uh, like that we see around us, you know, we know that we were made in your image. And so we thank you, dear Lord, for um, giving us life, dear Lord, the breath of life and creating us from dust dear lord and so we thank you and let us uh, not take it for granted but let us live every day uh, because this life is not ours it has been given to us by you and so we love you we pray all these things in jesus name amen thanks for listening today the lord be with you in everything you do for the glory of god